reason, the train has to go faster. So what do you do? They shovel more coal into it. Well, we're out of coal. What do we do? Uh, what else do we got that burns, right? This thing is running off of steam. Steam is made by heat. We need to make fire. That's why it's in there. Study a little fucking engineering. Read a goddamn book, right? Throw something in there. Burn it. You got all this baggage you're carrying with you. Burn it. Use it as fuel. It's, it's that trauma shit. What can you do? You just carry it around and you help it and it'll anchor you and weigh you down. Or you can fucking burn it. What the hell's going on out here? Hey, welcome back. Another episode fueled by spite. I'm your host, Dr. James Taylor. Uh, shout out to my first hater. I don't remember. I think it was just on a, on a reel, but uh, I got my first hater. Milestones. Am I right? It's crazy. Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, Slick Dude 69 or something like that. Today, you all have the privilege, nay, the pleasure, a knight's tale, of getting to listen to an episode with, to date, the greatest title I've ever come up with. Post-traumatic success syndrome. When you do things that you like, you have fun, and you can figure out a way to make money doing it, that's going to be even better. I haven't figured out a way to make money doing this, but I know it's possible because there's people out there that make money doing this. But right now, it's just fun. And I'm super happy with myself for that title. So, everybody, you're welcome. Post-traumatic success syndrome. Something tells me that there's a probably a wonderful parallel in here between post-traumatic success syndrome and imposter syndrome. The issue is I don't know enough about imposter syndrome to make that connection. How is that possible? Aren't you like the embodiment of it? Yeah, maybe. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's some imposter syndrome-y stuff going on up here. I don't know enough about it to fix it. <laughs> but future episode, something tells me there will be a guest that will tell us all about imposter syndrome. I might know who it is. She might live with me. Spoiler alert. Reason that we're doing this is post-traumatic success syndrome. Um, it is 100 percent in my opinion based on a study i made for this statement i'm making right now attributed to spiteful success right like what do you do what, what is post-traumatic success syndrome um basically it's becoming this using your trauma using the the shit that you've been uh inundated with been carrying along with you been subjected to for your entire life to create the life that you want to live because like Here's what it is. It is, I, I heard this story once. There were two brothers. One of them became a resounding success. Another one became an absolute and abject failure. Somebody asked the failure of a brother, what happened to you? Why did, why did your life just not turn out? right? Why, why shit? Why are you a failure? And the guy said, well, my father was an alcoholic. This is a story. It's not my father. Why are you such a failure? Because my father was an alcoholic. And then the same interview went to the other brother. What happened in your life that you are such a fantastic success? 
And he looked, he goes, it's because my father was an alcoholic. Whoa. What? Those are both issues of trauma, right? Growing up with an alcoholic father, growing up with an absentee parent, growing up with a bad parent, growing up with, with shit. There are plenty instances of trauma that we are all carrying around with us. It's how you use it, right? How do you use it? Do you use it as a uh, as a as a way to keep you in your victimhood? To give you something to talk about at parties? You ever have those friends who? I hope they're not friends. You ever have those associates, those acquaintances, who just man everything they talk about is just absolute shit? How's your day? It's terrible. Bitch, don't tell me that. Tell me something good. But they've always got bad stuff to talk about. And even if it's not them, like uh, the time of this recording, uh, we're July 8th. And either yesterday or the day before was the the memorial, of the, maybe not memorial, whatever, the anniversary of the day when uh, five Dallas police officers got shot. Now, it's, it's, there's nothing to say that you shouldn't, you know, memorialize and remember like the, the bad shit that happened. But if you're going to let the bad shit that happened ruin your life and just carry it with you, like, man, that's no way to live. And I'm not one to tell people how to live their lives, but if the way you live your life is going to negatively affect the way that I live mine, I don't want you in my life. I don't. Like, there's, and the reason I say this is simply because, you know, (laughs) In my other life, if you will, I'm in a position where I see lots of people every day. And a lot of those people are going through some shit. That's why they come to see me, to help them get out of their shit. And there was one the other day in particular that, one, I don't know if I'm ever going to get her better. Because if I get her better, then she's got nothing to talk about. But... This, on top of the fact that, hey, she just happened to come in on a day that uh, is the anniversary of a, of a real terrible thing that happened, it makes complete sense that she is taking this bad news and taking it and internalizing it and using that to fuel shit, to fuel her spite against happiness or, or joy. Like, I like to be happy. I like to be joyful. It's just, it's easy. I like to be nice. I mean, I'll give you a, a good ribbing uh, and I'll call you out on your bullshit. But if I like you, I like you. And that's that's just the way I'm going to live. And I don't want to, I don't want, fuck, I don't want shit to bring me down. I've got my own shit that can bring me down. I don't need your shit to bring me down too. So the shit that has brought me down in the past is what I use to fuel me and propel me forward. It's just in my mind, According to a study I made up for the statement I'm about to make, easier that way. We've all gone through trauma in some way, shape, or form. Some people, far more uh, substantial trauma than others. Hell, you know what? Side note, uh, roundabout. I don't know nothing about imposter syndrome, but I don't know enough to do an episode on it yet. But something tells me that one, one of my points of imposter syndrome is I don't know that I have experienced enough trauma. Uh, I, I say it in a joke. I said it in a past interview with Alika um, who has gone 
through tremendous and wonderful, you know, trials and tribulations to get where he's at. And I make a couple of jokes uh, through it like, oh, no, I completely understand because I am a uh, middle to upper middle class white male. So I have experienced trauma. There's a joke in there. There's truth in there. Have I experienced enough trauma to be able to help people? Man, in my head, maybe not. Hell, in my life, in reality, maybe not. But does that make my opinions and my points any less valid? Shit, I don't even know, but I'm still going to share them. It's still stuff that I go through, that I've gone through, that by sharing my experiences, I feel I can help people. Does that mean I can help everybody? Absolutely not. And that's part of an issue with this whole post-traumatic success syndrome, if you will, is you feel like your trauma is something that can be shared to, to help the masses. What if you're not put on this earth to help the masses? What if you're put on this earth to help a select amount of people? You know, harken back to the whole chiropractic thing. I used to want to see 500 people a week. I hear about people seeing 1,000 people a week. Now at this point, that sounds miserable. That sounds, you know what, that, that sounds painful. Go to a chiropractor who adjusts you manually with his hands, with his body. That is a physical fucking job. And to do it 150 times a day is, no pun intended, backbreaking. Right now, I wrestle 80 to 100 people a day. Fuck that. I don't want to do that. I want to find the people who need my help, who need James Taylor's help, and help those people. Now, spoiler alert, I'll tell you right fucking now, you're going to pay for my help. But you're supposed to help as many people as possible. No. I'm supposed to help the people I'm supposed to help. That is a much smaller subset, and those people who want my help are going to pay for my help. Again, future pacing slash spoiler alert. The whole thing is going to happen with this too. Some of you guys are going to absolutely love me. Some of you are going to hate me. Like I said, we've got our first hater. Thank you. Appreciate it. It means I'm doing something right. But again, there's going to be a way to make money off this podcast. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to charge for it. And you're going to pay me, but not everyone. Some of you aren't going to pay me. Some of you aren't only going to not pay me. Some of you are going to not pay me and resent me for it. You're going to shit on me for it. It's awesome. So again, why are you such an abject failure? Because my father was an alcoholic. Why are you such a resounding success? Because my father was an alcoholic. Oh, plot twist. Plot twist? Yeah, plot twist. You didn't see that coming. Going forward, another plot twist. Going forward, another plot twist. If there's plot twist after plot twist after plot twist, doesn't that just make it the plot? Isn't that just the way things go? Now, how do you do that? You harken back on the stuff that happened before, all your past shit, the stuff that you've been carrying with you. Turn your baggage into fuel. Think of like an old-timey train. This train is like, it, it's like maybe like an old Western movie, right? Where they got the coal car back behind it. I don't know where the camera is, so I don't know which way the train's going or where the coal car goes. So, you got the, the locomotive, right? And you got the coal car behind it. Sitting there and shoveling coal into it. Keep the boiler going. And well, what happened? Well, the train's got to go faster. This probably doesn't even make any sense to you know, Xennials and Gen Zers or whatever. But this was all, like always in the cartoons growing up. Like for some reason, the train has to go faster. So what do you do? They shovel more coal into it. Well, we're out of coal. What do we do? 
Uh, what else do we got that burns, right? This thing is running off of steam. Steam is made by heat. We need to make a fire. That's why it's in there. Study a little fucking engineering. Read a goddamn book, right? Throw something in there. Burn it. You got all this baggage you're carrying with you. Burn it. Use it as fuel. It's, it's that trauma shit. What can you do? You just carry it around your help and it'll anchor you and weigh you down. Or you can fucking burn it and use it for fuel. And then what do you do? Well, it's up here, right? It's in your head. Again, remember, if you're listening to this, when I say here, I mean head. It's not going to go away. It's always going to be there. Awesome. Why is that awesome? Because it means you have a never-ending fucking source of fuel. The bad stuff that happened to you, it's not going to go away. It's always going to be there. Which is fantastic. Because you will always have a source of fuel. You'll always have something to drive you. So what spite is. Never-ending source. We've all got baggage. We've all got stuff that we've been carrying with us. I say this not to demote or demean anything that anyone else has gone through. Because certainly there are people out there that have gone through far more traumatic experiences than others. But what drives you is up to you. It is, it is no more important or no less important than what drives anyone else or that what anyone else has or has not experienced. But if you can use what little of the human experience that you've been able to take part in to drive you forward and maybe bring a couple other people with you, that's really all that matters. Now, remember, you're bringing people who want to come with you. Don't waste your energy and your fuel dragging people along, kicking and screaming. If they want to stay back there, fuck them. Bye. I don't know if this is true or not. I was never in the Coast Guard, but I was told somewhere along the line that when the Coast Guard goes out to save people from a sinking ship, you know who they save first? People that are swimming toward them. People that want to be saved. That's a wonderful analogy. You want to save people. You want to bring people with you. Bring people with you who want to come with you. And heck, if you're going to do it from a business standpoint, charge them more. That's a wonderful little barrier to figure out who's with you. Because you know what? As you're going along, you got to pay to be in the room. But the more people I save, the more notoriety I'll get. Who said that? Inner child? What? No. Okay. Again, another episode. But for real, you're not here to save everybody. You're saving the people that are need that want to be saved by you, right? You're here to help people that want to be helped by you. And your trauma or your drive or your, wherever your fuel comes from, use that because it will, it will strike a chord with somebody. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in the, in the grand design, in the, in the grand human experience, I'd, shit, I'd be willing to bet that everything that has been experienced already has been experienced already. There's nothing new out there. There's nothing original. That's kind of depressing. But there's different ways to take it in, right? There's different ways to look at it. There's different ways to see it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is you're not special. Because everybody's special. So take what you got and bring as, as many, almost as few. Hell, maybe as few. Bring some people with you. Use your experience to help more people. 
but know that the people you're supposed to help are the people who are going to be swimming towards you. Don't waste your time and energy on people that don't need your time and energy. But if you've got something that you've experienced along the way, share it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to strike a chord with somebody, and it's going to allow you to help them. And if you have a medium like this where you can get your words out to more people, then do that too. He said in a past episode, as a chiropractor, I'm able to help one person at a time, right? Because my hands only reach so far. As a podcast host, host of the fastest growing podcast on Spotify, uh, according to me right now, this allows me to help more people. This allows me to help people with what I know. It's going to strike a chord with you. Again, some people it's not going to resonate with. Shout out to my first hater on YouTube again. Guys, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for commenting. Whether you love it or hate it, fueled by spite. You will. I shit you not. You will learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Also, again, there's nothing original. That line is stolen. Stolen from Joe Souchere, the garage logician. There's been a couple of his things sprinkled out throughout here. It's fine. Don't need, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to reinvent your trauma. Find something other people are doing. Find a destination they're at. Ask them how they got there. Use your own fuel to help your drive to get you there. Thanks for watching, everyone. Appreciate it. Like, share, follow, subscribe, all that fun, happy horse shit. Right here, fueled by spite.